this has been my favorite episode this far it was so beautiful so many lessons what when malama said about abraham well there's so many things but this struck me most importantly uh how like we constantly need to be in tune with god's word and you hear this all the time but the 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 story about abraham and when god asked him to sacrifice isaac and then mama said i'm paraphrasing if if he was not in tune to hear god say don't and so you later said it should be being in tune with god should be something continuous that I've, I've never understood it in that way. I've obviously heard that before. You constantly need to be in tune. And most times we hear like when when God speaks, right, into a situation or something, or even just like, like I'm going to give an example of a job, even a relationship, right? And then you get into it and we quickly, like, we quickly forget you know, it's like, oh, God said, and we just get into that and just like completely ditch it. But then he doesn't stop speaking. Even when we get into where he's taken us, he has, he's guiding us through. So yeah, that, that example that Malama gave, mm, guys, that's God, really that was something. Thank you, you guys. <laughs> Please adopt me. Take me into your house. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome to episode four of the Self-Propelled Flower. In today's episode, I'd just like to ask a simple question. Are you enough? Why am I asking this question? I'd like to tell you a series of stories today, and hopefully we can conclude it with a few lessons about whether or not you're enough. Um, recently I've had to address this question and it led me to looking back at different times of my life where I may have felt like I was not enough. Growing up, um, maybe to set the pace, I actually would like to inform you guys that I come from a family of five children and I'm the fourth in that family. Um, I come from a family where my siblings are very bright. Um, they're very intelligent and growing up i remember um even from stories they'll tell me that i would always cry for my siblings when they were going to school and it took my parents taking me along and then me coming back home um after we had dropped them off at school um when i finally got the chance to get into school i think by grade five grade four five i began to realize that perhaps i wasn't as smart as my siblings um and before I even go deep into this, I'll tell you, my immediate older sister, as well as my older brother, were like the most brilliant in the school. And in primary school, we were so many that everyone knew us in terms of the teachers, in terms of the principal. Um, the family was known simply because I think we were, we came like in the largest numbers to the school. And I remember the term would end and my older brother and my older sister would bring their results home. And, you know, they'll be number one. And I always wondered, like, oh my gosh, would that ever be me? 
And why I wondered is mostly because I could see we were growing up in the same household and I was trying to trace what is the difference between myself and my siblings. Why can I not pass number one? And you see, my siblings were so bright, um, they would skip grades. Literally, the school would be like, you're too smart for grade six, go to grade seven. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just promote them in many, many ways. And for the longest time in primary school, even into secondary school, I kept on feeling like, why am I not smart? And um, this for me um, stuck with me for a very long time. And I think I only started realizing my potential when I was, maybe when I went to Roma Girls, to be fair. Um, even through these other schools I had attended in between, there would be times where I'd pass and yeah, sometimes I'd come out number one, but it just wasn't very consistent. And I remember going to Roma Girls and feeling like an imposter. Why, um, even just how I got in, there was that first selection where people got the 800s and whatever, and I was sitting slightly below 800. I knew I had done brilliantly at grade seven. Oh, sorry, at grade nine. I had sat right under 500, sorry. And I knew I had done brilliantly, but I just couldn't help but remember the fact that I wasn't always brilliant. And now my mom threw me into a school where it was tough competition, okay? And already they would arrange you according to your results and you there would be A class and B class and C class. All of that already would make me feel a lot like, oh my gosh, am I enough? And, you know, I stood my ground. I began to apply myself. Some terms, I saw the results of that. I would pass. Some terms, not so much. And through it all, I kept on asking myself, am I even in the correct place? You know what I mean? And of late, I moved to a new department in my office and those feelings started coming back. And I told myself, you know what? I need to address this and I need to speak on it on the podcast. Why? Um, because maybe you, like me, have asked yourself many times, are you enough? Even now, when people speak to me and tell me, Tapiwa, you are very accomplished for your age, and not even just for your age, a very smart woman, um, internally, somewhere deep inside, I always have to tell myself, oh my gosh, what they're saying is true. Oh my gosh, don't feel like it's not true. Oh my gosh, you're capable. And I always have to give myself these pep talks. And I just felt that maybe you would need a pep talk as well. And recently also, I've been reading the Bible. And in Acts 9, um, I think I was reading from verse 36. There's a woman who's introduced in the Bible. Her name is Dorcas or Tabitha. Um, I wish more was written about this woman, but just from reading her story, um, I learned a lesson about this. So in Acts 9.36, um, the Bible introduces Dorcas and she say, and it says that this is a woman who was of good deeds and was also charitable. Um, she made clothes for orphans as well as widows, um, but as she got older, she fell sick and she died. And the town that she was in was Joppa, and in a nearby town, Lida was um, uh, in a nearby town. Lida was a man named Peter, um, who was one of the disciples. And when this woman died, um, Peter was called from the nearby town to come and pray for her. And when he came to pray for her, and he actually came at the request of the orphans and the widows, who she had been doing good and charitable deeds for. 
And so Peter came and prayed for her and she actually rose to life. Um, what about this story made me feel like um, to, uh, relating it to the topic that we're discussing today, which is, are you enough? Um, I can imagine this woman who served people in her town and she served all her life. I highly doubt that these orphans or widows, whilst she was still alive, ever came to her and told her, Dorcas, Tabitha, what you're doing is a great thing. You're a great woman. And I can imagine her not even knowing until she rose again from the dead and then realized, oh my gosh, these people actually think I'm valuable enough that I should be prayed for by Peter and they should call him from a nearby town and come and pray for me so that I can rise again. And to me, um, it just invoked something big in my spirit and the Holy Spirit dropped it in me and said, um, don't wait until people pray and people go into another town to call a man of God, come and pray for you to rise from the dead just so that you can continue serving them for you to realize you're enough. Um, in high school, I remember um, being on the debate club and every time would go onto the podium, I'd always have to remind myself, you know, there's people that would come and would be talking about, um, so we had like preambles that would always do. And I always thought, oh my gosh, I'm not that creative. I can't create the type of preambles these people do. And many a times during those sessions, I'd always tell myself, oh my gosh, you're not enough. Oh my gosh, you're not enough. But now I'm beginning to realize that all of that was just the enemy fighting my destiny. All of that was just the enemy talking me out of what God has intended for my life. Um, In 2 Corinthians 3 verse 5, um, the Bible tells us that not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as from coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. Um, this is a reminder to us that, you know, when you become a Christian, you don't need to aim for perfection. Um, you don't need to speak down on yourself. You don't even need to be enough because God is enough. Through him, I am enough. And now that I'm in this new department, I remember telling myself, you see, I'm a lawyer by profession. And now I've been thrown into a place where I'm doing audit work, you know. And I I remember the first day receiving that letter, I was a little excited, but not even five minutes from when I received that letter, I could feel it in my spirit. I started questioning myself and telling myself, Tapiwa, are you even capable? You know, and... Then I had to remind myself, look, you're a child of God. The moment you accept that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you know, you join this family of believers. And part of the rewards that God gives us as believers is that he gives you grace. And he makes you realize that there's nothing that you can do to gain more love from him, to gain anything from him. It is not because of our works. It is because of his grace. And now I'm reminded that, Yes, I'm in a new department. Yes, I'm doing something that I haven't even studied to do. But God has the ability to work through me. And if anything, he is working through me to ensure that I am excellent in all that I do. Now that I speak of excellence, I'm reminded of a conference I attended recently at church. And um, we had Ms. Ngamelo speak on excellence. And one thing that stood out for me in her sermon was the fact that sometimes all you can do is just be excellent and your excellence will speak for itself. 
And just like my excellence spoke for itself when I was in primary school and I was fighting to be just as good as my siblings. And when I was in university and I was fighting to be just as good as my siblings, like I don't even need to compare myself anymore. All I need to do is be excellent and do my best and God will do the rest. In Philippians 4 verse 13, the Bible reminds us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is just a reminder for anyone who, like me, might question themselves and think, am I enough? Because God is telling us in the scripture that it's his strength that works. It's not our strength. It's nothing that we can do um, that will get us to where we want to be. All of it comes from God. Also in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans of welfare, not, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. This is a reminder also for someone who might have that inner child like I do. Always coming up and feeling like, oh my gosh, are you ever going to pass number one? God has a plan for us and God's plans for us are to prosper and to give us a future and a hope. This is your reminder that you don't need to compare yourself to anyone. I don't need to, now I know I don't need to compare myself to my siblings. Why? God has specifically designed us in a unique way for us to achieve in all the areas that he has set out for us. It's also a reminder to say that life is a journey. And just because yours starts at a low like mine did, it does not mean you'll never become an advocate. It does not mean you'll never become a doctor. It does not mean you'll never become what God has intended for you. One thing that has remained consistent is the fact that I continue to fight. Even where I feel like I'm not enough, I continue to fight. And beyond anything, I stay away from comparing myself to my siblings, you know, to anyone, I now remind myself that God has put so much in me and it's just up to me to dig deep down in myself and produce that which God has already put in me. It is not up to me to compare myself to my sister or to my brother and feel like, ah, will I ever get there? No, my job now is to work hard. This is the exact same job that you have. In Philippians 1 verse 6, the Bible says, and I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus. Um, this scripture is just a reminder for us not to cancel ourselves out. Um, just because you feel like you're not enough and you feel like you're an imposter. I remember telling myself um, through university, like, oh my gosh, Tapio, you're such a fraud. Um, why did I tell myself this? I remember the transition into law school. I knew I wanted to do law, but I'll tell you that those thoughts of me feeling like perhaps I'm not the best, perhaps I'm not enough. Um, ha um, I carried them with me even into university. So I remember <laughs> in the first semester, um, would get our results. Like would, I think I had jurisprudence and like economics or something like that in the first semester. And whenever I wrote these courses, um, I would tell myself like, okay, you're capable, you're capable, you're capable. But the only reason I'd be telling myself I'm capable is because deep down inside, I felt like I wasn't enough. And to top it off, when results would come and you'd find like, I'm top student, you know what I mean? Or like top five. It would just be a reminder to say, oh my gosh, Tapiwa, you can actually do this. Oh my gosh, you're actually capable. And this is a story that I want someone to hear out there. Also because... um. A lot of the things that people see about me and people know about me from social media or wherever it is, they see the good parts. They don't see, they see Tapiwa is now a commissioner for oaths. They don't see that Tapiwa once questioned herself and actually continues to question herself and 
ask, am I even enough? You know what I mean? And it's just a reminder for you that yes, that will come these times when you will question yourself, but it's a reminder for us to know that when God starts something in you, he is sure to see to completion. Whatever place you're in, be it school, be it relationship, be it career, wherever God has placed you to, just remember that you're capable of doing so much more, even beyond what is actually required of you in the place that you're in. And you, you see results would come out in university and I'll get 90 and 95 and I'll get straight A plus and I'll have to go back to my mom and show her. And I could see she was extremely happy, but I could also see a sense of relief from her. And I guess most of the sense of relief was because of her children. Perhaps I'm not the smartest or was not the smartest. I don't know. God has worked a good thing in me now. And um, now I'm a different person. Now I am careful about not only how I speak of myself, but also how I see myself. I now recognize that some of the thoughts that I may have in my brain may be intrusive. Some of the thoughts that I think of uh, may not be of good and may not be in alignment with the grace that God has given me, the sufficiency that works through me because I'm a believer and also the promises that God has set out for me. And more than anything, I don't want to get to the end of my life and feel like, oh my gosh, I was a fraud. I want to get to the end of my life and feel confident in the good works and the good deeds that I have done. And in Isaiah 64 verse 8, the Bible says, But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hand. This scripture literally is telling us that we are molded by God. God has made us. God has made me. I don't need to be any more better than I already am. I don't need to do anything beyond what God has done in me. All I need to do is search deep down inside of me and bring out the great works that God has in store for me. And to top it off, when we come to Romans 3 verse, 20, Romans 3 verse 23, the Bible is literally telling us that for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. This is just a reminder that even if you fall, even if you're not the excellent appeal, even if you know, you're not the brilliant appeal, all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And it's just for you to go back to God and pray and repent of your sins and just say, God, I'm here. I'm your child. You're my porter. Mold me, recreate me, create in me a new being. And so, yeah, I hope this podcast has been of help. I hope that it helps you address some of the questions that you may have telling yourself, am I enough? Am I adequate? And yeah. I'll see you guys in the next episode. The self Propel Flower is a Christian community that I have created to be a source of communication, conversation, and education for young women. I'm Tapiwa Simukwai. I'm a Christian. I'm a wife. I'm a mother, a lawyer, and an academic. I hope that this platform can be a source of wellness and development for young women. Thank you so much for joining us.